0: welcome to horror cafe where we're serving up a cup of horror one episode at a time i'm jackie and i'm erica and this is jackie's june picks in honor of my birthday months and what a disappointing month of (laughs) movies it has been
1: I know. I'm so sorry, Mom, that this hasn't worked out for you. The one we were going to watch
0: yes. at the beginning of, of for June mm-hmm. was this one. And then right. we were going to watch, again, The Exorcism of Jane Doe. The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Autopsy Exorcism. Oh, God. Autopsy of Jane Doe. Which I was kind of iffy about because, as you remember, the last time we watched it, I kind of got really seriously grossed out and now I can no longer eat couscous
1: yeah but that has nothing to do with the movie anyway uh-huh.
0: I decided yeah, let's watch it and guess what? <laughs> it's not rentable anywhere.
1: well, it's not available on Netflix anymore, which is where we saw or it or any
0: of the streaming services that we tend to use You'd it's have on shutter now right you have to have a subscription and I still haven't heard from anyone out there if it's worth it so until maybe... then,
1: I'm not paying for another streaming service exactly. <laughs>
0: So, we came back to this one, The Last Exorcism. Well,
1: I like this movie still. I guess in the end you didn't like it?
0: I don't, I honestly don't know yet. Damn, maybe, maybe you talk, will now. Right, as we talk through it, I might. Okay. Um, It is rather old. It is. It is, but I, I don't know. We need to talk through it and then I'll decide if I liked it or not. Well, until we get there, what are you drinking? I, this morning went and got some café con leche, which you did not want to participate in because you got, what is this? A Starbucks iced vanilla
1: oat milk shaken espresso. And it's terrible. Yeah, that sounds
0: disgusting. I should have gone with the café con leche too. Oh, well. Yeah, you missed out because today they made it extra creamy and good. Oh, well. So there you go. Next time, next time. You want to talk about the plot?
1: Of course. After years of gulling the faithful, Reverend Cotton Marcus feels remorse and decides to expose his use of trickery and exorcisms through filming a documentary. So it's a found footage.
0: Technically, yes.
1: <laughs> With a crew in tow, Marcus arrives at the Louisiana farm of devote Lois Swe- Sweetser? Swe- Sweet, Sweetser, who believes that his daughter Nell is possessed. When the usual stunts fail, he realizes that he is face-to-face with real evil and must summon true faith to protect Nell, the others, and himself from demonic power.
0: Whoa.
1: I watched this movie in the theater Mm -hmm. back when it, you know, with some friends. No, No, I went with a group of friends. Ah, And it was a a fun movie to watch. Mm -hmm. Sometimes horror movies, as we've probably mentioned, can be hit or miss at the theater. The crowd can either be Annoying mm-hmm. or fun. And in this case, they were fun because people were into it and screaming and then laughing at the mm-hmm. relief when they come down from the scream kind of thing. Um, and I re- even remember when we finished the movie, it was a mixed response in the group. Mm-hmm. I liked it, mm-hmm. but many people were like, "Oh, it sucked or it wasn't good enough. But I liked it. I liked from beginning to end. Of course, I love the found footage part. I like that it's creepy and it's not in your face possession, meaning no one got ugly, Mm -hmm. you know, head spinning kind of thing. I know I'm poking at the exorcist, but I don't mean to because people,
0: you know, that way you do something different.
1: So, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So I liked it.
0: Okay. Is what I'm trying to say. Good. I am still on the fence, and I think after we talk the movie through, I'll decide whether I like still like it or not. Clearly, I picked it because I thought I liked it, but it i I'm kind of torn. Did it leave something to be desired kind of thing <sighs> i I do, do you think I don't know. Maybe it did. Maybe it did. Mm-hmm. But what I did like was that they actually he actually poked fun um Marcus. The Reverend poked fun at the exorcist. Yeah, he did. He used some of the stuff, "Take Me Instead," and he used all that stuff that was from the movie because he is literally living the lie, right? In this documentary to show how he does all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So that part of it was interesting, and I thought was pretty cool. But yeah, I'm I'm the jury is still out as to whether I enjoyed it. So let's talk through it, and who knows, maybe I'll change my mind. Okay, so now it's time for movie facts. Erica, take it away.
1: Rotten Tomato score. So critics gave it seventy-two, which I was as always, I'm always surprised. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually very surprised with this one. And huge discrepancy, audience gave it thirty-five.
0: And I can see why. I think most audiences go to possession movies like that or exorcism movies to see the crazy crazy shit. stuff.
1: Yeah. Right. This was released on August 27th of 2010. I can't believe.
0: It's 12 years old. It's
1: 12 years old already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The budget for the movie was 1.8 million, wow. which is relatively cheap, and even then that seems like a lot for the for what you get mm-hmm. out of this movie, but that's fine. It grossed 20 million from 2,874 theaters in its first 3 days.
0: Well, they made some money.
1: And it went on to gross $41 million domestically and $26.7 million in foreign for a total of $67.7 million worldwide. That's, that's a huge profit, I would say. Yeah, I would say so.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: To prepare for the demanding role of Nell, Ashley Bell, who is uh, the actress, spent a month doing extensive research into mania and post-traumatic stress disorder. That's like a tongue twister. hmm she also read the invention of hysteria during the exorcism scene the girl ashley bell who plays um nell she is doing all of that herself which i did remember reading about that when the movie mm-hmm. came out she did all the contortionist moves mm-hmm. no cgi um and apparent it's called hypermobility oh which Apparently, roughly 15.15% of the population has this.
0: Hypermobility. I'm going to have to look this shit up. (laughs) Because now I'm curious. Now
1: you're curious, right? And that's pretty much all I have for movie facts. Not
0: a lot of stuff, huh? Not too much. Okay. Just enough. Well, we can now start movie observation. And I'm going to go over the characters. Go for it. All right. So we have Reverend Cotton Marcus. And he's the main character and, of course, the Reverend. Mm -hmm. Then we have Nell Sweetser, who is the possessed chick, as Erica (laughs) wrote in our notes. She is. (laughs) There is Iris, who is part of the camera crew. Mm -hmm. Louis um, Sweetser, Nell's dad. Caleb, Nell's brother. And then there's Pastor Manley, the local reverend pastor i'm not really sure about the hierarchy of all these holy yeah me either uh, so references so pardon my ignorance on that
1: however there is the camera crew is two people there is a guy with them but Mm -hmm. i didn't catch his name and i didn't see his name when i looked this up so
0: true there was the camera guy so just fyi okay
1: and camera guy
0: we'll just call him camera Camera guy. guy
1: Because you never see him. You just hear him. you
0: just hear him. Yeah. That's true. So the Marcus family is a family of generations of exorcists. And they're all preachers. His dad, Cotton Marcus's dad, is a preacher. And they've been performing exorcisms for generations and generations. They zoom in on him at the church. And man, is he quite an actor. I've always wanted to go see one of these (laughs) types of um, I don't know what they're, what they're service. Yes, this type of service, but mm-hmm. it's very dramatic, and it's like, you know, just, that he's talking fast, yeah, going and, up
1: to people and touching them, and
0: all of a sudden they're healed, and I right. don't know what that's called, but it's. I've always wanted to go to one just to observe because I find it fascinating. Yeah, that people are so susceptible to this type of thing. I mean, yeah, there's faith and all that, but it's still interesting. And in one of the parts of the interviews there's a funny thing that he says um cotton uh, cotton yeah Mm -hmm. cotton markets the reverend to iris who's interviewing him and he goes the catholics they get all the press because they got that movie which i thought was hilarious
1: yeah you did start cracking i thought that
0: was hilarious and at that point he says that he wants to expose exorcism for the scam that it is and he's doing this because his son was very ill and as much as he prayed and prayed and prayed Nothing really changed. And I guess he kind of lost some of that faith. And he just decided that he was going to blow the cover on exorcism. And he's talking about all these letters that he that he gets. He's like, there's tons and tons of letters. They all have signs of possessions. Ten different types of demon stories in one letter. And it's just, he goes on about it. Mm-hmm. Then he gets this one that talks about, His daughter, his uh, farmer, and his daughter is slaughtering the animals.
1: And he's like, Of course, they're killing livestock. Like, he called it before he opened the letter, and the letter says, Urgent, open me, right, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then he said, Oh, I'm sure there's, you know, dead livestock and blah, blah, blah. And
0: sure enough, when he opens the letter and he reads it, he's like, Yeah, of course, of course. So they decide to go meet the Sweetser family. They're going from Baton Rouge, which is where he is located, to Ivanwood. Some small, little, out-of-the-way, in-the-middle-of-nowhere kind of town.
1: Before you continue, I do want to comment on Cotton's comment about the Catholics and the The exorcist thing. Uh Um, It's like he answered a question an audience question maybe. I'm sure somebody else thought of it and that's why they put it in because when this was, they were talking about the exorcisms, I'm like, I thought that was only Catholic. Yeah. So it was interesting that he said that because it's like he answered a common mm-hmm. question that might've popped up. Like, right. I thought exorcisms only existed in the Catholic faith. And even though we just saw the the last possession was which was a Jewish mm-hmm. faith-based possession. So it was just interesting. Yeah, it, it it's is a.
0: That it's everywhere movie itself. The the possession was. Um, I'm not the last possess- the yeah, possession. Yeah, the possession, which is with um, Dean, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. There you go. Mm-hmm. Neg- aka Negan, because I can't think of it of him in any other way. But that at this moment, anyway, that showed the other side of exorcism, which mm-hmm. is within the Jewish faith. I thought that was interesting, and now we see it here outside of the in Catholic, a Christian faith, outside of the Catholic Christian. Of right. So it was whatever.
1: cool because I think, I know I always thought it was just
0: Catholic, Catholic and that
1: just makes me realize that I'm sure every religion has its own version of possible exorcism. possession yeah. and exorcism.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Cotton and the camera crew are in their own car driving on this dirt road to the farm, the mm-hmm. sweet Sweetser sweet sweet Farm. So they're going, let's say east and then they see a, another truck coming west towards them. And they're like trying to get their attention. They didn't seem to stop, but the pickup truck stopped. Right, and this kid comes out because he looks like a teenager, introduces himself as Caleb, and tells Cotton and the crew to leave. He's, oh, that's That they right. need to yeah. turn around and get out of here. Mm-hmm. And Cotton's like, "Yeah, no, we're not leaving." And uh, they kept driving towards the farm and Caleb threw stuff at yeah. the car. It looked like mud or mud, or rocks, rocks, whatever. And of course the crew is like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If somebody's is warning that where you me, would
0: turn around? Is this it? Yeah. This it. You you're
1: warning you me mm-hmm. for some reason and you're coming in the direction you're coming from the direction of this farm. Mm-hmm. Whether you're from that farm, which clearly he was, or not, if you're warning me and you're throwing stuff at my car. It's time to go? It's time to go.
0: Why are you going in there? But they did not. They did not heed the warning. warning. And they kept going. Yep. And this is where they meet um, Louis Sweetser. Now I'm getting confused with the name. Sorry. And he tells um, Marcus and the crew that his daughter is killing livestock. He believes she's possessed. We find out that her mother died two years before and that he's decided to homeschool her. Mm -hmm. He's even taken her out of the Sunday school Mm -hmm. that she was attending because he felt that there was something wrong with the music or he made some reference to the, to the music. And he says that she has the devil in her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this is when Caleb comes back and all of a sudden they're like, Oh, you're the kid who threw the shit at us. Mm -hmm. So, A very awkward moment there. Um, the son, Caleb, tells them that his dad is, is, is a superstitious drunk and that Nell is not possessed. He he goes out of his way to say that.
1: Caleb also has like this, you know, in this conversation, he tells him, kind of threatens him like, don't screw with my sister. If not, I'll kill you. Mm-hmm. And Cotton pretty much says, I'm here to expose. You know, yeah. he, he literally tells him the truth of why he's there. Yeah,
0: that he's, he doesn't believe that she's possessed. And.
1: Right. Yeah. So that kind of calms Caleb down.
0: Like, he's like, yeah, all right, cool then.
1: Right. Which later, you'll see him like, all right, whatever. So they do this exorcism. Mm -hmm. And Cotton is
0: a showman. Oh, yeah. He's, I will give it to the actor. He portrayed that to the T.
1: He was hilarious at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Now, well, he was funny throughout the whole thing. He was funny throughout.
0: I will say that. I mean, he does a whole exam on her. That's a complete scam. Yeah. And, and he's actually talking about it, not when they're there, but to the camera. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is a scam. This is what I do and blah, blah, blah.
1: Right. Because <laughs> he, like, he makes what? it, he stages everything. Like, even when she feels like she's getting electrocu you know, like electric through her, it's him that he has something in his hand that's uh-huh. making her react. He has speakers set up. Yeah. Um, his crucifix has like a button to expose smoke. <laughs> I mean, the man is a showman. <laughs> He's a magician almost. (laughs) So they do this exorcism. They believe that she's done. She's saved. In one one
0: afternoon where normally exorcisms can take months, months, and even years. Right. But yeah, in one afternoon, she is saved. (laughs) Nell is saved. (laughs) So Cotton
1: decide, you know, they're done and they leave. They go to um, a local motel.
0: But wait, before that, um, because they already know that the dad is, has problems with alcohol. Mm. He takes advantage of that and tells, um, the dad, Louis, Mm -hmm. you know, I have a message from the beyond (laughs) and, (laughs) and from God, he's saying that you need to stop drinking. You need to get your act together. And the guy's like, oh, I will, I will. And. That's how strong and how believable or how gullible these folks were. Mm -hmm. This guy, I mean, I'm not laughing at his face. Let me make that clear. It's just his face was so out there that he had to believe that.
1: Right. And, you know, Cotton is just taking advantage of. Yeah. And clearly, Cotton makes quite a bit of money on this, by the way. Yes. Because the dad Lewis paid him a lot of money, from what you can see. Yeah, I mean in they're cash. counting
0: out those uh, hundreds. hundreds and twenties, and it's like, yep. holy shit, how much did he charge? Yeah. for Yeah. So
1: I mean, it's it's kind of cruel, but yeah. hmm <laughs> Anyway, so they're at this motel. They're getting ready to turn in, and then all of a sudden, the camera, op- you know, cuts off and then cuts back on, and Nell showed up at Cotton's hotel.
0: Yeah, room. He's just sitting on the bed.
1: And he goes to get, you know, the camera crew and says that she's just sitting there. She's not saying anything. And then she starts to vomit.
0: Yeah, but before she vomits, she actually licks Iris. Oh, yeah. That was like, what the hell? Yeah. She sniffs and licks? <laughs> uh,
1: then they take her to the hospital, which I thought was the right thing to do. And then they couldn't get in contact with the dad, which... I was like, that was one of the things I was saying, like, where's the dad? Yeah. I guess they couldn't get in quote unquote contact mm-hmm. with the dad. And obviously because they're not related, they can't release any information to Cotton and the crew, how she's right. doing. So the dad does end up showing up the next morning mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to know anything. Right. The nurse is like, do you want to know? Do you want to speak to the doctor? Do you know? I'm just bringing her home.
0: Right. Which was odd. I think it was because of his experience with his wife. Oh, death. that's true. That that's, that's why. true. He's very distrustful of, of doctors yeah, and medicine. Exactly. The mm-hmm. whole medical community is very just. Dis- he has no faith or trust in them. Right. Because in his mind, his they wife, failed her. He, they failed his wife. Right.
1: So he he takes her back home. Right. And at that point, Cotton decides to go visit the local. Reverend or Mm -hmm. pastor. We don't. Pastor
0: is what they referred to him. Okay. Uh, Manly.
1: Manly. And this is where she used to come to Sunday school. And she, you know, he explains how, you know, yeah, she lost her mom and that basically, you know, this man has isolated
0: his daughter. And that he hasn't seen them. This was this is important for about two years. That's right, because this happened two years ago. Right, because he took her out of the Sunday school, and they have not had any more contact. He alludes to there being bad blood, mm-hmm. right, between him, the pastor, and, and Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. Right. because
1: Cotton wants the pastor to come talk to them mm-hmm. about getting her help or seeing a psychiatrist. Um, because obviously she's suffering something. Yeah,
0: because at this point, Cotton believes that this is all about... The death of the mom. The death of the mom. Something's going on in the house itself, I think, um, or he believes anyway. Right. And it's all psychological. It's that she needs help. Correct.
1: So the pastor agrees if Lewis agrees, mm-hmm. you know, to meet on amicable grounds. Cotton goes back to the farm, and now we see Caleb is bleeding right. from his face because mm-hmm. apparently Nell
0: attacked him mm-hmm. with a knife. And it's a big and big cut yep. like from his cheek down his mouth mm-hmm. to his chin.
1: And I think Lois was not going to take him to the hospital. I think it took Cotton showing up and being like, you need to take him to the hospital. Like yeah. He needs stitches.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And
1: Lois, I think, against his will, kind of takes him. takes him to the hospital.
0: But before Caleb, before they leave, Caleb actually gives mark, Marcus a note. Or Cotton Marcus. Oh, yeah. We keep going yeah. back and forth. That Sorry. Says, Don't leave her alone with him, meaning the dad.
1: Mm-hmm. So then, then that raises a lot of suspicion.
0: Yeah. They they all go back in the house. Dad takes um Caleb to the hospital, and they find Nell chained to the bed. Mm-hmm. That was weird. Yeah. Because, well...
1: Clearly, Lois, Lewis, sorry, thinks that she's still possessed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why he chained her. Yeah. Cotton and the crew do question Nell, you know, because of that note from Caleb, is the dad doing anything to her? And um, I don't remember. Does she say anything she or doesn't. she doesn't? Mm-mm. So they wait around, the not with her, but they're waiting around in the house for, you know, Lewis and Caleb to get back from the hospital.
0: They do remove the chains. Let's just make that clear. Yeah,
1: yeah. And all of a sudden, they hear a baby sound, like crying, a baby, like a baby crying. crying. Yeah. They go upstairs, and Nell is just standing there in the middle of a hallway, right, just More of like where the bedrooms are and right. everything. Just standing there, and, she- it's, and you see only her silhouette. Mm-hmm.
0: You can't really define her. Yeah. And then she runs into the room, and they find that she's stabbing a... Well, she's drowning a baby doll. Yeah, sorry, not stabbing. Yeah. Uh, drowning a baby doll. And that was the sound of the baby crying, but she's trying to kill a baby doll. Right.
1: Then, as they're trying to, like, snap her out of it, she does. Mm-hmm. And then she... And this is the thing with Nell. She doesn't remember anything. Right. When she snaps out of these things, she doesn't remember anything. Mm-hmm. Then the Iris, the camera chick, she's going back and she realizes that she recorded Nell or something speaking in Latin. Right. At the time of the doll thing. Right.
0: A call comes in and a message is left for Lewis and they find out that Nell is pregnant. Dun, dun, dun. Now, at this point, now they're wondering if maybe there's some kind of incest going on and abuse and and abuse and this is what's actually really messing her up right
1: now the crew is taking a nap and nell takes their camera mm -hmm. and not only does she take it she takes it and kills a cat brutally yeah which you know i was dying inside i know we both were
0: that was terrible she bludgeoned the cat to death a beautiful white kitty cat yes um so rude with the camera itself, so there's, like... Blood on the on the lens. lens. Um, then she
1: comes back right. into the house and starts filming Cotton, mm-hmm. and it looks like she's going to do the same to him, but Iris comes to stop her. Exactly. They get her back into the room, but while they're in there, we discovered the camera guy's name, by the way. It's Daniel. Yes, Daniel. They discover some disturbing artwork,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which was... A cat with a lot of blood
0: on it. Mm-hmm. And then three people. Well. Yeah. Three yeah. people. One was, a, was Cotton. Cotton Marcus, the reverend. In, on On, in, right, on fire.
1: Right. And then the other one was of two people chopped up. Right. And one decapitated. Right. Daniel, which is the camera guy or the male of the crew, he's freaking out. I don't mm-hmm. blame him. Because obviously it's them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It is depicting them. Yeah. they pretty morbid.
0: I will yes, say Yes, it they're... is morbid. Yeah.
1: Um, obviously the you know, Cotton's just like, oh, it's just a drawing. It's not a big it's just her, you know, chalking up excuses to something else, but Daniel is very upset mm-hmm. about this whole thing. So they lock her up in the room, but now they hear like there's another person in there. Mm-hmm. And then when they go in, there's nobody in there.
0: There's nobody there. And they ask her, who are you talking to? Right. And the answer is no one. No one.
1: Louis finally comes home because I feel like this man has been gone for hours. Yeah, it feels like a day went by and,
0: and then he came It back. almost
1: feels if, like a day did go by. Yeah. It may not have, but it felt that the way. The
0: timeline sometimes was a little... A little weird. odd. Weird. Yeah, Aw, it was I hard to keep track of day, time, night, like whatever. If it was happening same day, next day, I don't know. Anyway, right. we digress. And that's when he confronts Lewis about Nell's pregnancy. And what does
1: Lewis think? The devil got her pregnant, mm-hmm. of course. Of course.
0: We should have known that
1: was coming. And he wants another exorcism done on, on Nell. But Cotton wants Nell to seek help, not another exorcism. So Lois is like, forget it. If you don't want to do this, then you need to
0: leave. When Cotton Marcus refuses to perform... The exorcism. Lois says he will save his daughter's soul. And what he's really saying is, he's going to kill her. (laughs) That's pretty extreme. that's the only way to save her in his mind. Mm -hmm.
1: So Cotton obviously is not going to let this happen. And he goes in to try and save Nell. But now all the lights go out. Of course. In the house. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, why wouldn't that happen? (laughs) And there's all this. You hear the the... Tough footsteps of mm-hmm. Nell running around upstairs. Mm-hmm.
0: Because obviously it's a farmhouse. It's all wood. So you hear all the creaking and the banging and yeah. all this stuff. And all, just-
1: right. And all this loud noise coming from, from her room.
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: go up into her room. They're looking in her dark ass room. Of right. course, there's no; she's nowhere to be found. They see an open window. And then they look in the corner. And, and she is. The- there on top of the armoire looking at them like. Get away from me. Mm-hmm. Don't get near me. Kind of like an, an animal. Right. Like ready to pounce.
0: Marcus brings her down and she, of course, bolts.
1: Because <laughs> why not? <laughs> with a knife. She has a knife in her hand.
0: Yeah. With a knife in her hand. Now the dad is chasing them with a gun. And at gunpoint, he tells Marcus agrees to do the exorcism. Mm-hmm. Nell is in now in the barn. And Marcus convinces Nell to try again because she's like saying, no, she's she's not good. And, you know, all this.
1: Wait, but hold on. Before we get to the barn, they end up in the the crew ends up in the kitchen and Mm -hmm. they look out the kitchen window and she's standing. Oh, that's right. In the yard and looks at them, you know, stares them down and she walks away towards the barn. Towards the barn. I like that. It was creepy, and it's all the body language.
0: Yeah. Okay, now we're in the barn. And so, the exorcism begins. And the contortion. And begins. the contortion. Now, I have to say, what this kid does, or this young lady does mm-hmm. with her body, yeah, is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, how the hell did she
1: do that? I don't know. Well, apparently, it's hypermobility. What is hypermobility?
0: <laughs> But it it looks like she's literally bent in half. I know. I know. It's really creepy. It is pretty scary. Yeah. The demon finally reveals itself and says that it is, let me see if I say this right. Abalom. Abalom. Yes. And it tells Marcus that if he can stay silent for 10 seconds, he will leave. Mm -hmm. The demon will leave her body. Right and this is the <laughs> agreement. But little does Marcus know what <laughs> those 10 seconds entail. Yes, yeah, so the the these 10 seconds start and the demon, I'm not even going to attempt the name anymore, mm-hmm. starts literally breaking one finger at a time on Nell's hands. Ouch. Yeah.
1: Find out what happens next after this quick break.
0: demon asks marcus if he wants a blowing job Mm -hmm. and it's at that point that marcus challenges that this is not a demon because a demon would know explicitly what that sex act actually is right and this is where he does not believe that nell is possessed he says it again that she is suffering excuse me suffering from shame from because being pregnant. From being pregnant. And he reveal reveals this to the dad. Yet again.
1: Yep. Yeah. He tells him that she had sex with somebody named Logan, mm-hmm. who apparently works at a cafe, cafe or something. Or something. And, and Lewis is like
0: No that's, way. That's not true. That's not true. Right. The team decides to go to meet Logan and confront him. hmm But then Logan says, it's not possible for me to have gotten her pregnant. I'm gay. Right. I have no interest in her. In fact, the last time I saw her was at Sunday school six months ago.
1: But I thought it was two years ago. Correct. Got it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't catch that. Yes. When we were watching it. hmm Interesting. Hold on, hold on. It's not that they... Last spoke six months ago at Sunday school. It was actually at some gathering. Oh, at Pastor Manley's. That's right. Like some kind of party Mm -hmm. or something. Right. Which is weird Mm -hmm. and raises red flags. At the same time that they're meeting Logan, Pastor Manley had come to the farm because they had agreed to help Nell with this, Mm -hmm. you know, psychiatric help and all this. So the crew thought. Oh, he's in good hands. You know, they're in good hands with the local pastor. But now, finding this information out, now Cotton, there's doubt. Cotton has this urge to go
0: back right. to the farm. Because now they're like, okay, the numbers, the timeline doesn't match up. He so somebody's two lying. Years. Right. Now he find, they find out in their conversation with Logan that it was six months before. So right. something is not adding up here. And they decide to go back. Biggest
1: mistake. So they get back to the farm. Everything's dark Mm -hmm. again. And now in the house, there's these weird symbols, symbols, diabolic symbols, you know. Color
0: cultural symbols all over the walls. It's just everywhere.
1: Yes. They go towards the back of the house, the wooded area, because they hear voices. Mm -hmm. And what do they come across? A ritual is going
0: on. Led by? Pastor Manley. And a huge fire. And a big bonfire and Nell is on a table and they are literally pulling something out from inside of her. And poor Lewis is
1: tied to a chair, uh, a chair,
0: a tree right. blindfolded. Right. He has no idea. He can just hear. Correct. And we also just, it's, it's crazy because that lady who was the assistant to mm. the pastor. Mm-hmm. She's like really evil. Yeah. She pulls that out of her and it's just like, here, take it and Yeah, yeah. And who else is in the crowd? Oh, that's right. Caleb Caleb. is in on it too. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. The brother. Now, the thing that they took from inside of Nell's body is some kind of inhuman thing. Yeah, I'm not even gonna call it a. Child. I put
1: it as a thing, a
0: thing okay. too. Yeah, and Manly takes it and throws it into the fire, and the fire just explodes pretty much mm-hmm. with demonic roars. Yes, it's pretty very theatrical. It is. It's very impressive. And Lois, uh, Lois, <laughs> Lois, uh, co- Cotton, Cotton Marcus, and the crew are watching this, and they are all flipping out. Like we've got to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit too late. A little too late. Yeah.
1: Cotton rages forward to try to combat this with a cross. He finds his faith. Finally. I, I guess so. I guess this was real enough right. to make him realize, oh shit, she was possessed mm-hmm. by a demon or something. And we don't, we, you know, he's engulfed. In the flames. In the flames. This
0: fire is just roaring, roaring. out of control. It's crazy.
1: Iris and Daniel flee.
0: Yeah, poor Iris runs, but she's followed by a bunch of the members of the congregation because obviously Marcus ran in there. So now they know Mm -hmm. and they chop her up with an axe. Mm -hmm. And now Daniel is watching the camera guy is watching all this through the camera and he is running for his life. And who does he encounter? Caleb with an axe. And what does Caleb do? Chop his head off. So basically all of those photos came true. Came true.
1: (laughs) And that's it. That's how the movie ends. Everyone dies, which is a great ending in a horror movie.
0: So how do you feel? Now that we talked it through, I kind of like it better. There, there's still that thing. There is that whole controversy. I still don't know how much of it was theatrics Mm -hmm. on Manley's part. Granted, they supposedly pulled, pulled something, out, out, of mm-hmm. something out of her, mm-hmm. but that could have also been part of the theatrics, too. I don't know.
1: Yeah. So what are you trying to say, that there's a psychiatric component? Because I, you kept saying that throughout the whole movie, which I agreed with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about this in other possession movies where there's that fine line. Yes. Is it possession or is it? That is it psychiatric disorders that are making the people think they're seeing and hearing things and move in different ways and manipulate their bodies? Mm -hmm. And I mean, ultimately,
0: other people preying on that and using it to their advantage. Because what if Nell was psychologically scarred and this manly guy took advantage of it? Let's say he was evil and was able to conjure up a demon. Yeah he took advantage of that as well
1: so i i guess it could still be argued that it was theatrical we don't know if that woman just randomly
0: took out but it was moving wasn't it it was moving but not i mean it could have been her moving it and mm. i mean she nell didn't even have a tummy or anything right and that could have been staged so easily and it was to get these people to believe, to believe it these people but then how did the, the fire go up I'm sure that there are some pyrotechnic <laughs> things that can be done. Look at what Marcus himself exposed as part true. of exorcisms. Yeah. Like recordings that nobody realizes what they are. Putting those electrical pulse things on his hands that nobody sees. All right. Um, the, the smoke coming out of the crucifix. This could have been the same thing on the other on side. On the other side. The thing is that Manly wanted these people to believe. Have them under his control. That's
1: true. So it could have been... The movie is like a double negative, right? Where Cotton is exposing exorcism for what it is. And then Manly is trying
0: to use theatrics to convince people to be part of a cult. Right. Kind and of to thing. follow him. Who knows to what end. Right. But hmm. there is that thing to it. That actually, as we were talking, that came to my mind. Yeah. And maybe that's why I kind of like it. If that's really the way it went, it did in my mind at this point. You can interpret it that way. I can interpret it that way. It may not be right, but... Who cares? It's your point of view. So, yeah. I guess I kind of like it a lot better now that we talked about it.
1: So then why did Caleb write,
0: don't leave... Smoke and mirrors. Mm, Smoke and mirrors. To... to, to Divert. Divert attention to the dad that he was the the bad one. Mm. So that they would know the reality. Caleb was an actor from the beginning.
1: Right, right. Okay.
0: The only reason that he could have been taking care of his sister was because, and here we go, because he knew that she had some creature growing inside of her. Right. If it wasn't all theatrics on Manly's side. Right.
1: I still think it's a demon. Mm-hmm. I do think it's a possession okay. situation, mm-hmm. but I can, see,
0: I can see the arguability of your side. Yeah, because what if Manly said she's carrying and she's not? Right. and they all believe it right yeah
1: yeah and there was a point in the movie when when the pregnancy um message came up i honestly didn't even think of her dad i thought of the brother really
0: i thought it would have been her him oh. that raped well, her I could or something that yeah mm-hmm. yeah but and they all assumed the dad
1: I know. I don't know why they went straight to him versus the straight, brother. It's kind of like what in this movie? Straight, straight to ghost? ghost straight yeah, to dad. Straight to dad. And the brother was creepy. I do believe the dad was genuinely trying
0: to oh, help yeah. her. I think he did believe that she was genuinely possessed. Yeah. Um, he had lost faith in everything, even to to some extent in his pastor. Right. Because clearly something went on between them.
1: And so, right. And I did think about this later He pulled her out of that Sunday school for a reason. Mm -hmm. So something was telling him something was off. His gut was telling him that something was off. Right, with this guy Mm -hmm. and his Sunday school teaching. So, you know, I feel bad for the dad because clearly he probably got killed too. Oh, I'm sure he did. And it's just not fair because he was just trying to help. He was trying to save his his daughter child. Yeah, and I'm sure she's dead too. Or they kept her as a vessel, some kind of thing, conduit. He probably
0: bled to death.
1: Well, that's true, because they probably ripped in there.
0: Who the hell knows? I mean, they literally pulled that out of her, and she was curled up in a ball. Yeah. So, who Mm. knows what happened to her. But that's where the movie ends. Yep. I liked it. I'm warming up to it.
1: And the thing with this movie, because there are no special effects, it ages well. Yeah. Right? There's no makeup to go back on, no crappy CGI. It's all man-made. Right. Or good makeup, like if, you know, she looks creepy with shadows under her eyes, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it ages well. And everything that happened in that ritual was so far away right. that you don't also see how too many details or how if it could age bad, I thought it aged fine.
0: The only thing that looked a little cheesy to me was Manly and his getup. I right. I, I actually really thought for a moment of the Emperor. In Star Wars, Palpatine, when he's got his little hood. It literally looked like that. For a second, Mm -hmm. when they did that close-up, and he had it, and it's kind of hiding his face. Yeah. (laughs) It came to mind, and for a moment there, I'm like, wow, this is looking a little cheesy to me. Mm. That one scene was a little cheesy. Okay. But the rest of it was filmed. At such a wide angle that it didn't come across that way. And the pyrotechnics were pretty Mm -hmm. cool anyway. They weren't, there wasn't a monster in it. Right. There was just roaring sounds, and that was okay. And that was good. Um, I will say that 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 was good. The contortioning that Mm -hmm. she does is still on point. Mm -hmm. It is creepy to watch.
1: Yes, it aged well.
0: Yeah. And that leads to sound in movie because that part when she's doing all those contortions, you hear like the bones bones cracking when she's breaking her own fingers. You hear them cracking. Mm -hmm. At one point in when she found that camera that she took the camera, she actually videos herself, Mm -hmm. and she's doing that weird thing with her head. And that's the first time you see her contorting her head sideways in a way that's not natural, right? So. Sound and movie, yeah, that kind of, that really plays in there. Yeah. And then you had some other findings in sound and movie, too.
1: Well, like any found footage, there isn't music. Right. Right? It's impactful sound, mm-hmm. I would say, at this point. Now that we've seen clear, honestly, in season one, we watched a lot of found footage without realizing it beyond right. found footage February. Um mm-hmm. uh, It's mostly that rumbling sound. It came up. Mm-hmm loud footsteps right because she had a loud footstep mm-hmm. the banging and just it's all about that ambi the, the ambiance, yes. of the of the found footage and yep. that's where i think sound is very important and it was very it was well done in this movie as well
0: i agree what's your favorite scene i actually like the scene where she's in the barn and contorting, and mm-hmm. then she goes into breaking her fingers because it made me cringe. Even. Yeah. Like, when she was doing it, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I was, ugh. It, it was, ugh. And yours?
1: Mine was actually when the lights go out in the house and you just hear Nell running around because it's that eerie, heavy step, kind of like in paranormal activity mm-hmm. where they're possessed and they're just heavier because yeah. now it's not just a woman, it's- right? It's yeah. a demon, kind of. It has a presence that I'm like, oh, shit. It's
0: and it just sounds presence. creepy, yeah.
1: right? Mm-hmm. And then all the loud banging. And then when they just see her on the armoire like that, and you can tell it's not
0: Nell. It's something yeah, else. Yeah, looks like an animal almost. Actually, because you've never watched the end of Paranormal Activity, mm-hmm. when Katie gets close to the camera, mm-hmm. the stance that Nell has there, it's kind of the one that she has when she's in front of the camera, even though you've never looked at that part. Nope. But there's a creature-like feel to the way she's... Right. Um, Crouched, crouched in that armoire. You. Yeah, a, there is a creature. That. And mm-hmm. that kind of reminds me of that ending in Paranormal that you have never seen. I repeat, she has never watched the end. Of
1: nope, it. I'm not going to. Thank you. Yeah. Moving on. Best character. <laughs> 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 I actually love um, Cotton Marcus, the Reverend. Me too. I put him as the best character. Yeah, he was great. I think, though, you know, for... I get it he was trying to help but why go back
0: Mhm.
1: You're done with it. If they want to lie about the timeline, fuck it. Because
0: yeah. he doesn't realize still that this is possibly evil. He's right. He's thinking that something's being covered up.
1: I know, but he just you're not a cop. <laughs> this understand. is not on you. Like I go away. Just mm-hmm. go away. Yeah. That was my only thing with him. Like
0: just leave it alone. Yeah. How about best unlikable character? We both agree on the same one. And I had not remembered something about him. hmm And I disliked him in the movie again this time. Which would be? Caleb. Caleb. Yeah, I did not remember that he was part of the ritual at all. Oh, you forgot. But he just annoyed me from the beginning. I, yeah. I always felt there there was something sneaky because I didn't remember those things in, from when I first saw it. Oh, yeah,
1: I didn't remember it either. Mm-hmm. But
0: it, he just, there was something about him I didn't like. There was this smart acidness of his, of, his, of that he portrayed a certain arrogance mm-hmm. that rubbed me the wrong way. So I just didn't like him. So he was a good actor in that. Yeah,
1: sense. he was a good villain because yeah. he... Technically, is a snake villain. You know, mm-hmm. like hidden
0: among the the leaves. Yeah. Okay. So, what character would you be? You know who you would be? I'm gonna tell you who you would be. You would be Daniel, the camera guy. I would. You would when he was talking about finding those pictures and that you know, were chopped this up. This is us. We're chopped up. I don't want to be decapitated. Yeah. That was totally. That you, was me. 100. I'm. I was. I was like, oh my god, this would be Erica for sure.
1: Yeah. This is her. I think I would have left Iris the camera and be like, "I'm leaving. I'll 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 walk on foot. I don't know. I am out. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) For you, I actually put you as Cotton because you would go back because you won't leave it alone, and and I will get killed, and you would get killed. Mm -hmm. Clearly, I would have gotten killed too because Daniel didn't leave.
0: I I wouldn't leave it alone because I would probably be in the same shoes he's in thinking this is all psychological. They're screwing with this girl and she needs help. Right.
1: Then call the police. Like, isn't that an option? I suppose. (sighs) Anyway. Does it hold up? I put yes. Yeah, it does. It does. All right. It does. You
0: you got convinced. I I convinced myself as we talked about it. I like it. And I also don't like happy endings, and this did not have a happy ending.
1: That I do remember was that it didn't have a happy ending. Mm -hmm. I did remember that because it stayed Mm -hmm. with me. Yeah. All right. And now on to our seven rules on how to survive a horror movie.
0: All right. Rule number one, don't say hello
1: or who's there. Rule number two, turn on the lights. Rule number three, don't split up. Rule number four, don't go upstairs in the basement or the attic.
0: Or the woods or whatever. True, true. Rule number five, why are you going in there? If it says, do not enter, no trespassing. It looks creepy. You hear some weird noises. I don't know. Anything that makes the hair on your arms stand on end. Rule number six, make sure the bad guy is dead. And rule number seven, no
1: Ouija board. So the rule that i found two rules i i put why are you going in there meaning they went back mhm twice twice okay That's right. the first time all right because you know they found the daughter and now they feel obligated right. okay but that last time
0: they didn't like third
1: time's not a charm right all right no leave, clearly it was not leave it alone right why did you go back mhm and then you know cotton and the camera crew at the end did split up you know Cotton, I don't think they would have ever survived anyway, but right. he had a choice. Why are you going towards that flame? You could have just tried to
0: escape, too. Exactly. At that point, they should have turned around, all of them, and left. The other two did not want him to do that. They wanted to leave. Iris right. and Daniel kept saying, let's get let's get out of here. Let's get up. Right. He didn't listen. Correct.
1: He Those are the went. rules I have. Uh, I, I don't have any
0: other ones. Okay. I think we're good. Those are good.
1: All right. And then Scream Award... How many times does Erica scream in a movie? Ah! I scream once. So one out of five.
0: Yeah, one out of five.
1: I think I have one little, ah. Mm -hmm. But that was it. (laughs) (laughs) We rented this movie on Vudu. And you can also rent this on Apple TV, YouTube, Redbox, and Amazon. Well, I'm glad you changed your opinion. Yeah, I did. I know this month was a little...
0: Rough. My
1: months just didn't pan. It disintegrated. Out the way I, it disintegrated, but you know what? That's okay. You dust off and you keep going. Yep. On to July, which we are back with
0: swimming with sharks. <laughs> <laughs> but which movie movies will it be?
1: Stay tuned. Thank you for joining us today at Horror Cafe. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook with our handle at Horror Cafe Podcast, and we also have a website horrorcafepodcast.com. Please comment, like, subscribe, send us emails. We'd love to hear from you. We love feedback and fan mail.
0: I get really excited when I get an email from our followers. And please send us emails because we really read them and we do reply.
1: And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll really help us out. You can leave the star review. And if you can leave a comment, that would be great too. Absolutely. We really appreciate it. And until next time,
0: stay spooky.
1: Bye, everyone. Bye. (laughs)